headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. This is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your life, specifically with your money, in your work, and in your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman. George Camel joins me this hour, 888-825-5225 is the phone number, 888-825-5225. You got your money questions today. George is ready to go. He's got a fabulous little corduroy coat on. Uh, Why has it got to be a little, Ken? I didn't mean it. Why has it got to be a little? I, you know, it's a Freudian slip, I guess, but it's a fabulous little coat. There it is. I said it again. I got to stop. It's a fabulous little coat. George is going to take your money questions. We know how this show is going to go. Big Kenny boy yeah. is going to take your career questions and That's work right. questions. That's right. Purpose questions. That's it. You want more money? You need a bigger shovel? I'm going to help you figure that out, and uh, we'll team up together. We always love being together, and and honestly, great corduroy jacket. Thank you, Big no, Ken. No, I got that out the right Big way. Big Ken helps you with the bigger shovel. <laughs> I'll help you with oh, everything else. Oh, boy, it's going to be a fun one today. I feel a great studio audience, by the way, out in the lobby. Fantastic group of people out there watching the show. Let's go to Natalie to start it off in Portland, Oregon. Natalie, how can we help? Hi, um... Yeah, so I just have kind of a mix of career and life question. Okay. Um, so currently, I am nine months pregnant and just started my maternity leave today. And about on Thursday, we found out that the mill that I work at is shutting down for good. Oh, um, no. So, yeah. Um, and so now I'm kind of trying to figure out what do I want to do with my life, like stay home, be a stay home mom, start a new career. Okay. So everything all like yeah. that. Yeah. Well first of all, I'm sorry that the carpet has kind of been pulled out from underneath of you. Um that's not fun. However, let's just start by this. You're gonna be okay. Okay? You gotta mm-hmm. believe that you're gonna be okay. So let's go back uh, to before you got the news that 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 the uh, plant or the uh, the mill was shutting down, okay. What mm-hmm. was your plan before that? What were you leaning towards doing? So before that, I was going to take just a standard three months uh, leave and then come back okay. and do a gradual return to work of like three days a week, okay, and then kind of go from there. Okay, what were you making? Was it salary or hourly? Um, yeah, I was salaried. I made around 90000 Wow. What did you do? What was the role? I was a supervisor. Nice. As a supervisor. Okay, so yeah. $90,000, that's legit. That's really good money. And mm-hmm. and so your plan was, what was that going to look like financially if you were going to gradually come back? And, and I'm, I'm thinking through this because I want George helping me think it through budget-wise and what we've got to do. Were you thinking you're going to make X amount of dollars for how many months? What was that going to look like when you came back slowly? Um, yeah, so I was coming back, going to come back uh, three out of the five days. So I was going to come back making about sixty percent of my salary. Okay, and what, that was kind of up in the air on the end date of it. Okay, so here's Thankfully, we've been following. Go ahead. Thankfully, we've been following you guys for quite some time, so. We can live on just, just my husband's income, but okay. then things will be pretty dang tight and yeah. not really making much progress with our finances. Right. Where are you guys at financially? Do you have no debt in the emergency fund? Yeah, we're in four, five, and six right now. Right. All right, George, here's where I'm at on this. Natalie, here's, here's what I'm thinking. So I think we go with the same plan. It's just that we've got to <laughs> find something 
while in the first three months becoming a new mom and this is going to be hard. But I think you mm-hmm. immediately start telling everybody that'll that'll listen to you, hey, here's what happened. And I do want to come back. And I want to come back. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to come back three to five, three out of five days a week for, you know, month four and five of baby being born or whatever that initial plan was. I think you try to execute on that plan. Um, and mm-hmm. so now the mindset is, all right, I've got a lot of experience in leadership. Let's just call it what it is. Supervisory role is leadership. You were making ninety thousand dollars. That's very impressive. So that tells me, Natalie, that you've got a resume with some very valuable experience. And if the plan was to come back anyway, then I think you you look at what you've done in the past in, in a supervisory role. And if you like leading and managing people, so I'll pause for a second. Do you like leading and guiding and managing people? At times, um, <laughs> as a whole. Yes, yes and no. As a whole, looking at my job, I absolutely loved what I did and working with the people. I mostly dealt with like the optimization Great. and so kind of like more of the tech side, not so much as like the supervision side. Okay, good. So, so here's a fun exercise, okay? And I'm not going to make you do it on the air here, but I would like you to do this sometime in the next 24 hours. I want you to write down specifically. I want you to write it out. What did I love most? about my my last job and i mean specific so you're talking about i love the optimization i love the tech side i love da 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 da. and when you write down what you loved most and you describe it however you want to describe it here's what's going to happen natalie you're going to come away with a job description for what you want to do with your life so you kind of said kid what do i want to do with my life you want to do something similar to what you loved before make sense Mm -hmm. now here's the key the key is, is when you potentially look at other industries for you to remember that you've got experience and skill and that mm-hmm. skill and experience can translate. In other words, transfer to other industries. It doesn't have to be in the mill industry. Does that make sense? Yeah. And do you like tech? Uh, kind of. I went to school and became an engineer and didn't really enjoy that side of things. And so that's why I went into Working at a mill. Right, but um, you had mentioned you like the optimization and some of the tech side of what you were doing at the mill, correct? Did I hear that right? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm getting at. So you want to start looking in other industries, uh, but let's do this really quick because I've got I got a gift for you. I got two gifts, but before I get to that, um, I'm just curious. When someone calls and says, I'm not sure what I want to do with my life or should I do something, I think you've been thinking about something. And so what if we yeah. removed all limits? What would the, mm-hmm. be the thing that you would try? I know it sounds kind of silly, but uh, being a financial coach, just because I've been kind of obsessed with the Ramsey everything for the past few years and seeing how much it changed my life. My husband and I taught FPU, and I help friends and family with all things budget. Fantastic. So, George, do you think that's silly? That's not silly at all. I was gonna. I thought you were gonna be like, I want to go twist balloons for kids' birthday parties. Like that's a little silly, but I've heard that one before. We've heard it. Uh, so uh, very exciting. Okay, so Natalie, here's one of the things I want to do for you. I want to give you my get clear career assessment. Okay, it's about a 20 minute assessment. It's gonna verify a lot of what you're feeling, 
And uh, and then, Austin, uh, we just released a new product, and I'm not saying it the right way, but we've got a new financial coach class that I'm a part of. It's a product that helps train coaches. I want to gift that to you, Natalie. So hang on the line. That just launched today. Wow, that's very and generous. Yeah, so um, I want to give that to you as well. It's going to set you up well. And just think of that as George and Ken's baby shower gift. What do you think, George? I like that. All right, hang on the line. Austin will take care of you. For the rest of you, don't move. More Ramsey Show coming right up. Hey guys, it's Rachel. You've heard me talk about Christian Healthcare Ministries, a health cost-sharing ministry, but I want you to hear from one of their members. Abby racked up a lot of doctor bills with a recent pregnancy, but she said CHM shared all of her eligible pregnancy-related medical expenses and their staff was consistently attentive, helpful, and considerate. That's Abby's CHM story, and it could be yours. Learn more and join chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. George Camel joins me. The phone number for you to jump in is 888-825-5225. The question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services with 19 service brands nationwide. Neighborly's network of providers has trusted local service professionals to handle more than, you ready for this, George? Hit a me. thousand different services in and around your home. It's a lot of services. I can't even think of that many. I, can't, I could think of 50 services, not a thousand, but hey, that's why Neighborly is there because when one of those pops up, they're there for you. All you've got to do is visit neighborly.com slash Ramsey to find and schedule service today. Today's question comes from Bethany in Georgia. My husband and I are having a disagreement on our monthly personal spending money. We budget for each of us to have $100. My husband says I can't visit my family in Florida because we're paying off debt and that the cost would be around 500 But he also talks about saving his allowance over several months to go to a concert. Uh-oh. I was under the impression that if you only plan on spending 30 out of the 100 you put the 30 into a spending envelope and use the rest towards debt. Can you clear this up for us? Uh-oh, George, oh, I, I feel boy. like I need to get you one of those uh, judge robes. I would this, love that. This feels like an episode of Judge George. A little gavel? A gavel? Why does it have to be little? Why can't ah, you have a full-size gavel? A, a big gavel's a little bit superfluous. Superfluous? It's a little bit much. Oh, you think you're trying to overcompensate? Yeah. <laughs> I think the gavel should fit the I'm judge. I'm going to get you a giant gavel, like where you're here like this. All right, it's like a carnival game. America wants to know. This is a spicy one. Well, the hot take is I think this is less about finances and more about their communication uh, 100%. and expectations around this. Yeah. So they have a hundred bucks each month, but she he's saying to her, You can't use mm-hmm. five hundred dollars to go on this trip, even if you saved up your hundred dollars spending money. Yeah. But I can use mine saved up to go to a concert. Yeah, a guy wants to go see Whitesnake. And, and so she's saying okay. my understanding is if you don't spend all your spending money, it needs to be used towards debt. So can you clear this up? So the question really becomes, are you allowed to sort of not use the spending money and then use it for whatever you want down the road, or does it have to be used every month or it goes away? So that feels like semantics at that point, and I, there's no Ramsey ruling on this that I can Right, hit so you know gavel. where my brain goes. Back to the old school envelope system, right, that Dave espoused for years. So if you had what was called blow money, right, this, this is okay, each of us get some money, husband and wife, you get to go spend it on wherever you want, Right. But there would be times where I had to go to that envelope and I had to use that money for something else that was a higher priority. So it feels like that's where we're at here. 
Well, to me, if you said you can use it on whatever you want, as long as it's you get moral to use and it legal, on whatever you want, then she can save it up for five months and go to Florida. I feel like we got a control freak on our hands. I think the guy here is like, uh, do what I say, not as I do. Yeah. So if he's able to save it up for months and go to the concert, I don't know why she can't save it up for months and go see family. And 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 l- l- listen, this is not just a money question. Can I just talk to guys everywhere? Okay, dating, married. Listen, this guy's missing the boat. What he ought to do is go. Yeah. Of course you could go see your mom. While you go to the moms, I'm going to go to the concert, hang out with the boys. Time it perfectly. I don't know what his problem is. He's really playing against himself here. This is a not a happy wife, happy life type of move. Well, and there there seems to be an unspoken rule book that he has on how this should all go down. And so they need to be very clear as to what this money can be used for, what the stipulations are for each of them, and agree on it. That's yeah. what this comes down to, but this I don't is... think she's in the wrong if she wants to do that. So, Judge George, what is your ruling? She wins. Bethany. Bethany wins. Yeah, I don't know what they say in court. It's not a guilty or not guilty. This is more like of a Judge Judy situation. Well, I tell you, the husband's guilty of being a bonehead. That's what he's guilty of. Boom. That's my ruling. How about that? You can't go to prison for being a bonehead, though. You can go to prison because you're a bonehead. You do something boneheaded, and the next thing you know, you're on an episode of Cops. You do so, the crime, you pay the time. There it is. All right, let's go to Austin in Rochester, New York. Austin, how can we help? Hi, uh, I'm 19. I'm uh, full-time, working full-time while pursuing a bachelor's degree online. Um, I'm currently looking, my long-term goal, I guess, or short long-term goal is to uh, is to buy instead of rent. Um, I'm currently living with my parents. And I was just curious what you guys' thoughts would be in terms of saving up really aggressively for a down payment or, you know, sort of stepping back, contributing to a Roth IRA, that sort of thing, and maybe not um, being able to put a down payment down quite as soon. So this is what we would call baby step 3B, meaning you don't have any debt, you have an emergency fund, and you're ready to A, invest, or B, start getting the down payment going. Correct? Mm -hmm. And so you might be doing what we would call C, and so this is kind of a choose-your-own-adventure. People can choose to invest anywhere from 0 to 15% while saving up the down payment. So this is really about your priorities. And if I'm in your shoes, I would try to do both and get my income up to where I can fully fund the Roth IRA yeah, and right. it doesn't derail my down payment goal. Mm-hmm. Do you have a specific goal for the down payment? Uh, probably around 20%, you know, you know, ideally, obviously, but... So what would that be that for for a place in your area that you're looking at? Uh, probably somewhere between 40, 50, maybe. No, okay. maybe 30, 50, somewhere in there. You know? So, so what's, 50 grand is your goal then for down payment. Yeah, so real quick mm-hmm. question, George, here. Uh, Austin, What what's your professional path look like? I know you're 19 and you're, you're in school, so there's a lot that's up in the air, but what do you think that looks like? What's your expectation? Yeah, so I'm not entirely sure, obviously, mm-hmm. on that right now. I'm working in the uh, the state legislature, so I, I could keep going down that path. My degree will be in public relations okay. um, when I graduate, so I'm not sure if I'll, I'll continue on that route or go into some form of nonprofit work. Um, so I guess that's a little bit up in the air right now. But. Okay, but just for sake of conversation, George, jump in here. I'm going to hand it to you. I mean, you're looking at, I think it's safe to say, 40 to 60 I think 60 is probably on the high end, certainly in the legislature. I used to work in the, so you're, you're, you know, you're kind of the young legislative aide and they don't pay you guys very well. And I remember that <laughs> those days when I worked at, uh, in the Commonwealth of Virginia, the general assembly. So I've done that. Um, what are you making now? The Pete, well, he's in school, but you said you're working full time on top of that. Oh, I missed that. Mm-hmm. So oh. what are you making and what are you yeah, doing? So, so I'm making, I, I'm just about where he said, uh, an aide. Um, and I'm making 
at that job, 37, I've, I've sort of a uh, part-time job outside of that as well, um, which gets me, uh, you know, around five more a year. Um, so I land right around between 40 and 42, I think. That's what I was thinking. Because if he, even if he goes into PR, I still think he's going to be sub 60,000 starting Oh, out. yeah. So I wanted, I think that's a fair. Set the expectations. So what's he looking at? What's his play then for his mindset to do what you would have him do? Well, are you going to stay in your area, in the Rochester area? Uh, I'd say so, at least in the short to midterm, probably. When do you finish school? Uh, anticipated to graduate um, in a couple years here, because I'm doing it part-time, obviously, while working full-time. Okay. My plan would be, don't make any decisions until you land a full-time job. So continue saving aggressively, and I think you're going to hit that right on the mark. Fund the Roth IRA for the year, whatever's left over, let's put in the down payment, and then you know, three years from now, you graduate, you got fifty grand in that account, now we can make a decision. But I wouldn't mm-hmm. buy a home before you know what job you're going to land because you might find the dream job and it turns out to be two states over. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that would be my plan to save aggressively. If you can invest while you're, I mean, at 19, you start to pop in these numbers in an investment calculator, it'll blow your brain what that Roth IRA money will turn into 30 years from now, 40 years mm-hmm. from now. So I would attempt to do both. But if you're more prioritizing the house, it's okay to bring down the investment maybe to 5 or 10% of your income, even 0%. But for even a year at that, George, he's going to be way ahead of the game. He's going to be a multimillionaire. If, I wish I was as smart as Austin at 19. I was making bonehead moves. Yeah. I thought he was interning. I missed it. I didn't realize you were full time in, in the New York grand. legislature. Yeah, I, I missed that. That's, that's really fantastic. I don't think many 19 year olds realized that they could get a job, and he's working for state representatives or state senators. And you, what's your GPA, Austin? Do you know yet? Uh, it's. It unweighted. It's it's a four. Um, I'm not exactly sure what it looked like weighted. While working full time, that is impressive, my friend. See, Austin. I, I appreciate. He's that. at the deep end of the <laughs> well, pool there. I, I four, a four. That's what I got on a on a quiz of one to ten, and I got a four. This guy's a four point oh. Yeah, casually he just dropped that out level. there. He's like, I'm a four. Well, parents always think, well, Austin can't. He's got to go to do his schoolwork, and he can't work. And I'm like, no. He's doing other things than schoolwork. Austin is more talented than I am. We have to be okay with this. They're just people that are smarter, better looking, jump higher, run faster. And this guy, can't Austin. Stop talking about me. I'm right here. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm talking about myself. The only thing you and I do well is talk, and that's debatable that's to some very of our audience. Debatable. Some of our audience is like, "Yeah, I got, a, I got a comment for you, pal." This is the Ramsey Show. We're coming back, whether you like it or not. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, if you can't even remember the last time you had half an hour to yourself, be honest. Ask why. It's probably because everyone else's schedules, priorities, and emergencies are driving your life. And when you can't keep carrying that load, talking to a professional therapist can be a game changer. Therapy can be a place to work through your challenges with time, boundaries, commitments, and your own self-worth. Therapy can be incredible for figuring out what even makes you happy anymore and how to go make that happen. If you're thinking of starting therapy, try BetterHelp. Because therapy isn't just for people who've experienced trauma. It's great for building skills to be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is completely online, so it's flexible enough to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney.
Welcome back, America. You're joining the conversation about you, specifically your life, here on The Ramsey Show. We're talking about your money, we're talking about your work, and we're talking about your relationships. All three of those areas are interconnected. And if you're losing in one area, I can promise you it's affecting other areas. So I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell joins me. And we're here to take your question. George, specifically on money, I'll chime in. And I'm in the area of work. Specifically, you need to be happy at work. You need to be making the right amount of money at work, that bigger shovel to get through the baby steps faster. So I want to help you there. And uh, we're about ready to get to the phones. But uh, what you got in your hand there, buddy? I'm staying hydrated today, Ken, and caffeinated. So I got my – everyone knows I love a nitro cold brew. I wanted to crack this on the air so everyone can hear the nitrogen escape this can. You ready for this? I love sounds. That's Dude, beautiful. That's better than anything they could ever put on the show. Folks, that's real. If you're listening, that was not a sound effect from James and the fearless guys in the booth. That's the real deal. A little that's the sound of caffeine about to enter my veins, Ken. Yeah. This is about to be a spicy show. I'm not a fan of that. I tried one of those once, and I felt like I was drinking the bottom of a shoe. Well, at your age, it's dangerous. My age? What does my age have to do with it? I mean, you know, you're getting there. Get, getting you're where? You're a year away from being able to get an AARP card. That's not true. Is that true? I think it's true. Can anyone confirm? 50 and up? You're is that on the true? Cusp. My man is Studio on the Studio audience cusp. is not sure. Uh, but but thank you, George. That's ageism. I'd like to file an HR complaint. Well, technically, 18 and George. older. 18 and older can open an AARP card, oh. the discount card, so you're fine. Yeah. You act like I'm ancient. I'm what we like to call seasoned. Wow. Huh? You All like right. That? Yeah, so are baseball gloves, aren't they? You Now you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, Bobby, the engineer's got a cold brew in He's here. got one, too. All right, Bobby great. Gets While it. you get caffeinated, I'm going to help Micah. How about that? Micah joins us in Dallas, Texas. Micah, how can we help? Hi. So I was calling because I had a little bit of a career question. Um, so my dad's an appraiser and a broker, okay. and I'm about to have my real estate license. And I didn't know what would be the best financial decision to work for him or go and work for like a Eddie Holiday or Keller Williams. Okay, Mike, I got to ask, how old are you? I'm 22. 22 years of age. And so you are at this kind of this precipice of dad's offered me something or I can strike out on my own. Is that a fair description of what's going on? Yes, sir. Because I've been, um, they have rental properties too, and I've been working for them remodeling homes for about two years now. Yeah. Um, So here's so here's the question. I think it's pretty simple. What is your heart telling you? I don't know. <laughs> no, I think you do. So here's how I know this. So we have when we have big decisions like this, okay? And by the way, seems like both are good options. Is that fair? You you've yeah. looked at neither both would of them. be fatal here. Yeah. So both good options. Um, I believe that in, in situations like this, every human on the planet has a head voice, and we have a heart voice. And the head voice, Micah, is always going to go the route of is this smart? Is this safe? Is that is that tracking with you? Yes, sir. And the heart voice always goes with, will this be fun? Will this be rewarding? Does that sound like that's true? Um, I would say that my heart voice is a little bit towards which one is the best like to make the most money. No, um. no. I know you think that is. That's your head. Okay. And it's okay. I'm not. We're not going to choose voices. I just want to know which one is which for you. So when you look at the two options, which one? Let's go the head voice, okay? Because the best one is smart, safe, most money. So under my analogy here, you chose. I'm listening to my head voice the most right now. 
Okay, so which one of these two, working for dad or striking out on your own for those two companies, which one has the best short-term and long-term financial play for you? I think short-term, probably, you know, the the Keller Williams or the Ebby Holiday. In long-term, it would be the amount of, you know, houses that I would want to sell um, with a lower... Uh, I forgot the word for it, but a, a higher commission that I get to keep um, with my dad. So working for dad, there's more upside because he wouldn't take the traditional commission as a Correct. broker? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And long term, the work that you're doing for your dad, is that what you want to be doing versus just straight up selling homes mm-hmm. for Keller Williams, for example? Um. So I just sort of grew up with real estate that's what they live and breathe and that's what me and my brother my brother's an appraiser what you know we got into that way i really like horses but they don't make any money <laughs> thank you for saying that out loud i've always felt that way <laughs> well so micah what we're trying to determine for you is help you walk through this fork in the road and which way were you leaning before you called working for your dad or working for another company um, I was leaning towards working for a different company um, just because I live an hour from my parents and drive into work every day. Oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, so, well, let me just say this. I wouldn't make that decision without going, all right, if I moved and I changed my life to live closer to dad to make more money in the long term, I'd at least consider that option. Have you done that? Yeah, sure, but most of my personal own rental properties are an hour away. Great. You've already um, answered me. So so yeah. you need to stay where you are because of this other property, right? Yes, yeah, sir. I mean, again, this is coming down to what's the best common sense decision for Micah. And I think I'm hearing go work for somebody else. And I think that's the way you are leaning because you just said you were. But I think you're questioning it because you're like... Oh, I can make more money working with dad, and it feels like you're making the wrong decision. Am I starting to get on this? Yes, sir. You're not making the wrong decision. George? I mean, here's we my went thing. To Judge George. Let's say you tried this out for two years and you went to work for another company. What's to say you can't work for your dad down the line? Bingo. Your life doesn't change down the line. I, I wouldn't make this thinking this has to be the next 10 years of my life. I agree. And I think that will free you up to go, I know what the right next step is instead of the next 17. What do you think of that, Michael? I think that's... Uh, perfect because that's accurate i think that's the play that's where you were and we agree with you you're you have plenty of common sense i would use it i'd trust it and you can always pivot back to dad okay yeah. yes sir yeah you got it anything else no sir that was it i love it i love it i love it i love it yes sir you know here's the deal in your 20s okay so the caller's 22 so we just go all right at 22 I have my entire 20s for what I would call exploration. Now, that does not mean I'm off on adventure, traveling the world, not working. I'm talking professionally. I'm going to explore in a direction. That's why I created the Get Clear Assessment. I don't think every 22-year-old knows exactly what they want to do, obviously. But I think more 22-year-olds, George, than, than, than we teach 22-year-olds to believe I think more 22-year-olds could have a general idea on direction. So one of the things I've said before, and I'm curious to know what you think about this, because we have similar professional paths. I think 
I think the, the direction is more important than destination. Absolutely. I would have never guessed this was the destination for me. I just knew the direction. And so I started exploring and I would do marketing and I was a musician and I got into PR and writing and I was trying to think what are the threads through all of those to where I can use those skills and talents and passions to do what yeah. I meant to do. And yeah. so I didn't know my life zigzagged, which is most people. Right. It's not a direct path unless That's you're that correct. kid who knew he was going to be a doctor from age eight. Right. For most people, they're meandering. Right. They had a bunch of weird jobs and right. they went, oh, that was fun. Let me chase that down. Right. But while it is a zigzag, I'd like to see people zigzag up a mountain. Well, like, really, intentionally. Yes. There's like a way I'm, to do I'm it. I'm headed in this painful. direction. In this case, Micah is headed in a very clear direction of being a real estate professional. A lot of ways that Micah can go. Uh, but Micah knows I got a couple of options. And I think choosing the one in the moment that feels right for the long term, this is direction, is the right play for Micah. And I'm, I'm so proud. 22 and having a really good idea on direction. That's impressive. And a lot of wisdom and maturity. Very mature. I didn't have that. I'm still working on that. I love it. Thanks for the call, Micah. All right. He's George Campbell. I'm Ken Coleman. And don't forget, you are listening to The Ramsey Show. Quick break. When we come back, the phones are lighting up. What are you waiting on? 888-825-5225. You're one phone call away from some clarity. This is The Ramsey Show. I saw some recent financial statistics and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend, and their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. Thrilled to have you with us. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell joins me. The phone number for you to jump in is 888-825-5225. Folks, if you haven't heard, we got a brand new event. I mean, this this event has got that new car smell, George. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. And uh, it's called Total Money Makeover Weekend, obviously named after the, uh, the goat of all money books, uh, Total Money Makeover. And the event is here on our campus. So in the Nashville area, it's called Total Money Makeover Weekend, May 10 and May 11. And some of you have been out there listening for a while, and you just haven't jumped in all the way. This is the weekend to do it. You're going to get a crash course on everything we teach about money, brand new content from all of us Ramsey personalities. It doesn't matter what baby step you're on, George. This event's going to fire you up and get you through to the next step. Uh, all of us will be doing live Q&As, I'm told, after we speak. I, I saw a, a preliminary rundown of what the event's going to be, and I'm very excited. Very excited. different than what we've done before. It's very, very different. A lot of interaction. Early bird tickets start at just $99. Those will not last long. Only 2,400 seats. It will sell out. Jump on it now. If you want to get the best deal, now's the time. Get them at RamseySolutions.com slash events. RamseySolutions.com slash events. All right, Miranda is joining us now in Vancouver. 
British Columbia. Miranda, how can we help? I was just wondering, I have uh, two different debts that I'm looking at, and I'm wondering whether or not I should consolidate those debts just so it's easier to pay them off. What would make it easier? Um, with I have a line of credit from uh, my schooling when, since I graduated in 2019, and it's starting to, like this year, it, it started the repayments, and so it comes directly out of my account where my credit card, I've been trying to pay it down. I've been trying to do the first baby step, and right now I'm struggling with it. So I'm wondering whether or not I should try to figure out if I can consolidate those debts, and then it's just a monthly payment. Well, I'll tell you, debt consolidation is not the answer to the problem. Okay. We need to address the momentum the behavior and debt consolidation is really just kind of moving the debt around, putting it in one giant pile in a corner, thinking that we've actually done something. Yeah. And so okay. when you do these consolidation loans, there's no guarantee that your interest rate will be lower. The lower interest rate doesn't always stay low. It usually means you'll be in debt longer and it doesn't equal debt elimination on top of the yeah. fact that we didn't actually change the behavior. So what I'd like to see you do is lay this out in the debt snowball method from smallest to largest balance, break out every loan separately, and attack that little one with a vengeance while making minimum payments. Regardless of how it's paid and what account it comes from, that part's not that difficult. What's difficult okay. is actually seeing the progress and momentum and getting on that plan and just sticking with it day after day, month after month. Yeah. So how much can you throw at your debt every month? Um, it's so variable right now with my job. I, uh, I work like my home base and then I travel nurse as well. So my income varies from month to month. What are you, um, what are you making in general? Uh, between 44 and, uh, 55 an hour. Okay, great. So that's six figures. Yeah. yeah. And so making that six figures, how much do you have left over? Like, what are your, what's your total debt that you have? Uh, around 50000 So I have a okay. uh, credit card that has a $5,000 max, and that's a 4479 right now. Have you cut up My these cards yet? No. <laughs> I think that's the Not first yet. step, don't you think, is to stop the bleeding? Yeah. Because then yeah. once that card's cut up and you close it, there's no, there's nothing you can do except go pay that off and never touch it again. Yeah. And so that would be my first move. But making you're you're okay. making a hundred. You got fifty in debt. This becomes a pretty simple math problem when you can find the margin and do that monthly budget. You go, all right. Can I throw five grand at this debt a month if I'm bringing home seven? You know, I don't know what your take home pay is. Are you doing an investing right now? No, I like. I haven't even eaten uh, I don't have anything in saving right now. Okay. So your first so step is $1,000 in savings. Can you do that on the next paycheck? That's the plan right now. I'm okay. getting two paychecks uh, from both jobs. And so I'm going to try to put 1000 into saving. And I know that I've... Like, I've Change put, your language, Miranda. Uh, There's no try. Say, I'm going to put 1000 into savings <laughs> no matter what. No matter what I have yeah. to cut from my life, no matter how many extra hours I have to work, I'm going to put 1000 yeah. into savings. And it was just poor money management over the past year. I had the credit card paid off uh, this time last year, and I've put $10,000 And what happened? My line of if credit. you had to really look, in, look at your heart yeah. and go, what happened? Why did I go back into debt after I worked hard to pay it off? What would the reason be? 
um, I was working a contract that was higher paying. It was up to $87 an hour. And then it was just poor spending. So it was lifestyle like making purchases and traveling. Yeah. You made more and then you spent more than you made. Yeah. So it tells me where are the things we're spending money on travel. We need to cut that. The only travel we're doing is for travel nursing. The only eating out we're doing is if I'm picking up food for DoorDash because it's my side hustle. Yeah. And you see when you draw that line in the sand, how it all changes. And that's part of the yeah. reason I want you to cut up this card. It has not served you up until this point, and it will not serve you into the future. Yeah. And so these are the hard choices I, to I, make I, instead of a shortcut that is debt consolidation that really just leads to people staying in debt. Yeah. We need to change yeah. the word, Miranda, George. Not consolidation, elimination. Ooh. That's and, our word. And there's no, I wish there was some kind of life hack to just eliminate all your debt through one of these ads that you're seeing, that you're being marketed to. They're scams. Yeah. The only solution is Miranda. So Miranda, I got to ask you, George just laid it out beautifully what you have to do. Where's your head at on this? Do you believe you can do it? Do you want to do it? Be honest, if you don't mind. Be really transparent. I know that I have trips coming up that, like, for the month of April, I have one week that I'll be working, which I know that if I work really hard at this point right now, then I can start contributing harder to that credit card and making sure that I'm not taking any traveling Good. beyond that point unless it's absolutely saved up for and I'm not putting it on that credit card. But and even then, I think you have priorities. For the next 12 months, what if we cut yeah. travel and we just got rid of debt? Yeah. How, yeah. how old are you? I'm 27. So what if at 28, you could travel as much as you want because you don't have debt in your life and you just budget for it and you Ooh. never put it on a card? Miranda. From 28 to 68, you get to do whatever you want. Yeah. That's a nice trade-off. Start, like, I want to start saving for a down payment on a house or just yeah. being able to... And you're in Vancouver. That ain't cheap over there. That's right. So, Miranda, yeah. what needs to change for you to have a shot at throwing five grand a month? Is that even possible? It, it Like, I last month, I worked a two-week contract, and Ian, it, that was... Uh, almost forty five hundred dollars for the two weeks. So this the two is two weeks. This is the shift. Mentally, you go. This is what I have to do, and I can actually throw close to five thousand dollars a month. And I believe you can do more than that. But let's just using that as a round number because George brought it up. That's ten months. That's ten months. You're done. Yeah. So I'm going to give you yeah. a tool to help you with this. It's called Every Dollar Premium. It it'll it'll help you make a plan for every dollar coming in. And that'll show you exactly how much margin you need to create to get to that 5000 And you might see, oh, gosh, I spent $1,200 on food last month. I need to do better at that. And, man, I need to cut down my insurance. I'm going to get some re requoted on my insurance to save 300 bucks a month. When you start to get intentional about every transaction, you take control of it, it's going to be like you got a 30% a raise. Okay. So hang on the line. We're going to give you those tools on us. Because I believe you can do this, but again, it, it points to the lifestyle is the problem, not this debt consolidation as the solution. And so if you can get control of that person in the mirror, they're going to be very wealthy and debt-free very soon. Do you see a direct correlation in the data, or I know you probably see it from human behavior, any kind of data that says that people pay off debt, takes them longer to pay off debt once they consolidate? Oh, yeah, because they think they've done something and therefore they let their foot off the gas. And you need to put it on the accelerator. So the data, this isn't just your opinion. The data backs you up. Yep. 
The numbers don't lie, folks. Doesn't solve anything. But as I've said before, I'll say it again, George, dusting this one off. Numbers change when people do. Ooh, I like that one. So we start seeing some people change. We'll see some number change. Great hour, George. Thanks, James Childs. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win with your money, in your work, and in your relationships. 888 888-825-5225 is the phone number. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell joins me this hour. We love being together. We've already had uh, one fun hour. We're warmed up and ready to go. I'm it, irritated and caffeinated. You're Let's irritated go. and caffeinated. You need to gargle that cold brew right there on the mic. That'll I don't get do that to America. They deserve better. It's the sound effect that America wants to hear, but the guys in the booth do not. We need healing, Ken. It's the last thing America needs. And I'm telling you, a good good gargle sound effect will bring people together. It really will. Let's go north of the border. Ontario, Canada is where Rose joins us. Rose, how can we help? Um, I've got kind of a loaded question. Um, okay. We're I'm ready. Unload. If I, I'm recently separated. Um, in the spring of last year, um, I finally had my husband removed from the house by police, uh, for a protection order. Mm. And I've been in the house by myself. Um, I'm finally feeling safe. There hasn't been any issues since last August. Um, but I'm wondering if I should buy him out or sell the house and divide the profit. Um, mostly because I'm feeling safe in the house. I can just afford it on my own, but I would be using up my emergency fund to stay in the house. Um, And I'm a little bit scared about moving out um, to a different area and feeling unsafe. Hmm. Why would you be unsafe if you moved out on your own? Um, My neighbors know what's going on. And... um, I'm in an area where I feel protected by my neighbors. Um, hmm. Are there any kids in the so equation? Just, no. Well, that's good news. Yeah. Why don't you lay yeah. out your financial situation? Because I think that the financial component to me seems on the surface, George, a little bit more black and white. Uh, well, lay, yeah. Do you have any, lay out your, your, fun, your, uh, your money situation. Do you have any, do you have any debt at all? No, no debt. And you have an emergency uh, fund. How much off. is in there? Uh, it's waning because it's going into lawyer fees. Um, but at the moment, I have, let's just say, about nine thousand in savings. Um, okay. And are you working? I do. I work full time. What's your and income? I make fifty-five. Did you yeah, say fifty-five grand a, a year? Fifty-five. Okay. So with this buyout, you'd have to refinance and be able to handle the mortgage on your own. Yeah. With the current so rates in Canada. The, there's 155 left on the mortgage. Uh, the house is worth approximately 2000, uh, 215000 although I've had real estate agents say we can get more. But the average, I've been, yeah, like assessment or um, I've been getting from real estate agents is around 215000 220. Okay. What are your chances to grow your income? I think I could easily grow my income. I'm very happy where I am at my work. Uh, People know what's going on, and they're also kind of protecting me. Um, So I've had a really good place of work for while all of this chaos has been going on. 
How long has it um, been since even, he got removed from the house? Um, it'll be a year. Okay, and there's been no, and he hasn't pulled any stunts in over a year. Uh, no, it, he has. <laughs> um, he's been arrested twice for breaching um, the restraining order. Then, uh, yeah, we call it a protection order here, but yeah, restraining order, and then a peace bond was just uh, put into place. Uh, so his right now they're not proceeding with the trial. Um, he's taken a, a DV course, uh, but he did have breaches until August of last year. Um, and then uh, because they, he took the course and he agreed to the peace bond, which is like a, an extra protection, um, the, he, they're not proceeding. They're go, not going to trial with the charges. And I, it seems like he's willing to leave me alone right now, but I'm always worried that like if I bump into him somewhere in public that it's going to trigger yeah, I'm so sorry, Rose. I'm so sorry. I, the reason I'm asking is because I'm trying to, just from a common sense standpoint, if I were your brother, I'm trying to take on the role of mm-hmm. older brother here. Well, say, I just keep thinking this abuse happened in this home, didn't it, Rose? It did. Yeah, I and think we need to remove like ourselves from the physical. Of that too. Yeah. yeah, I would get out for that reason alone. On top of the fact that you straight up told us you're barely going to be able to yeah, afford a mortgage on your own, and like you deplete your emergency fund. So it's not financially sustainable, yeah. and emotionally and mentally, this is That's, not the best place for you. I agree with George Rose. I, I was going to say I wouldn't want my sister to add financial stress to everything else you're dealing with. It just doesn't make any sense. The problem is rent prices are so high now, though, too. So I'm like, well, if you if can't afford the mortgage rent, payment long term, doesn't matter. You're going to get foreclosed on. Yeah, I could afford the mortgage. You just and told us you'd have to deplete the, the emergency fund. Like, I'd have to get $10,000 extra a year if I wanted to really be comfortable for travel and, you know, all those extras. Well, this you're, uh, you're what we call house poor right now. You can't live the rest of your life yeah. because you're stuck making the mortgage payment. And so for that reason alone, this mm-hmm. is a bad idea. But you, you're, I want you to hear what we're hearing, Rose. And Rose, we're on yeah. Team Rose. Okay, hear us. We're not, we're not, listen, we're not trying to disagree with you. But you need to hear what we're hearing. And what I'm hearing is, well, I need to stay in this place that has all these awful memories and bad psychology and everything else that I cannot afford. And the reason I have to stay there is because rent's too high. And that's not the, yeah. that's and not. And equity, you know. Yeah, like, but there's well, no equity, equity here. You got no, you, you don't have much equity at all. And equity's not going to matter and if, if your refrigerator breaks, you're screwed over, right? Well, yeah, you don't you don't have the money for the Rose. just home renovate the home repair and maintenance costs. You need a roommate. That's what you need. That's yeah. what I was going to suggest is get a roommate because that's going to add to the level of safety that you feel. Cut your costs and cut your costs in half. Get your life stabilized. There is a home in your future. There's equity yeah. in your future. So you sell this place. You each get twenty k. Is it an even split? Uh, yeah, that's the hope. Is he like, paying his portion? Actually, like my lawyer already gave him a separation agreement. Like they had already said, like these are the terms. His lawyer agreed to it. I'd get him and out. And then my lawyer wrote up the separation agreement and then he won't sign it now. now. I have no way of proving this, Rose, but my gut tells me that if I sold this house and I give him a chunk of money and he, he's not on the hook for his payment, I, it goes a long mm-hmm. way to get him out of your life. George? Yeah, you've got well, financial streams. anything towards the house right now. Either, well, whose name's so. on the mortgage? Both. 
Exactly. That's you what have saying. financial strings attached yeah. to him until and, you get out of this. And he gets out of it, too. Because if anything goes wrong with the house, he's on the hook. So I think it's a clean yeah. separation. Yep. I'm Judge go George, sell that. give us a final judgment there. The gavel's down. Sell this thing. Move out. Get an apartment. Get a roommate. And you'll be back to home ownership one day. But right now, you got to focus on what's best for you. Wow. Man, it's being tough. a judge is hard work, Ken. Not all it's cracked up to be. Yeah. Glad you're thinking about you in this moment instead of Rose. But uh, Rose has been through it. We are pulling for Rose. Rose, Again, we're we pulling for you. Rose. I'll give George a hug during the break, America. He'll be ready, I promise. Don't move. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, guys. Whether you're starting on a card table like I did or well on your way to becoming a multi-million dollar company, NetSuite can help your team communicate and plan ahead better like they do for Ramsey. Let me tell you, NetSuite really helped us get our systems together. And more than 37,000 other companies also use NetSuite to know their numbers and their business better. So check out NetSuite today and find out how they can help you become the business you want to be five or 30 years from now. And right now you can download NetSuite's free KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance at netsuite.com slash Ramsey. Welcome back to the Ramsey Show, America, celebrating President's Day, an unnecessary holiday in my opinion. Uh, just a hot take there. Love my U.S. presidents. Can name just about all of them, but uh, I'm not sure we need a day off. I think you're upset because you don't have the day off. Could be. But you also love to work. I do that's love to Ken's work. That's Ken's thing. Thank you very much. I'll be taking your work questions because that's how we make more money and get through the baby steps faster. George Campbell will be taking your money questions. So we are here for you, America. Very excited. I was telling my kids last night, James, they have winter break this week. And spring break is just two weeks away. And so I was grumbling on the way into the bedroom last night that when I was a kid, you know what break I had? No break. Now we got winter break, spring break. What's with all the breaks? I feel like my kid's life is a break. Well, to make matters worse. Am I that grumpy today? You had no break uphill both ways. Now, see, see, that's really funny. You think you're really cute with that. I thought I'm just that was saying cute. we got too many breaks. Too many breaks. Ken said, get off my lawn. We got smoke breaks. We got cell phone breaks. We had too many breaks. But I digress. We're here to help you. Even though I sound grumpy, I'm going to be happy to help you. You sound more like Seinfeld, but like the generic brand. You know what I mean? <laughs> like great value Seinfeld. Generic? Yeah. With this sweater, it wasn't generic quite. about me. I don't want to give you too much credit and say you're Jerry Seinfeld. That felt like egregious. That would have been egregious. John is in uh, Minneapolis. John, how can George and I help? Hey, guys. I have a question. Is it um, better to invest in a Roth IRA for my kids' education or open up a 529 plan for them? Great question. I am assuming the heart of this question, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, is that you're not sure if the kids will go to college, if they're going to use all the money, and therefore I'd rather have it on the Roth side. Exactly. Well, the the 529 plan acts as a Roth IRA, but it's for education. And the beautiful thing is with the new Secure 2.0 Act ruling, you can now roll over a portion of the 529 money into a Roth IRA if they don't end up using it. Yeah, and that's 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 the caveat that I was wondering too because I feel that when was it like fifteen years? Or so 
when they they don't use all the money, they have a retirement fund eventually because they're ten and seven right now. So they'll be mid twenties, you know, when well, that would convert into a Roth. To have a Roth IRA in their name, it would have to be a custodial Roth, and they would need to have earned income. Yeah, I thought the five twenty nine. If you don't use it for fifteen years, or after you're done using it for like fifteen years, it converts to a Roth. Yeah, and you can convert up to thirty five thousand over to the Roth side. Oh, so I would just okay. go with that plan. And it number yeah. one, there's no income limitations or contribution. Uh, the contribution limits are way higher on a five twenty nine plan versus your Roth IRA. And uh, mm-hmm. the, also, the other piece of this is it's going to count as regular income tax. So you, you can yeah. avoid the early withdrawal penalty using a Roth for education, but you can't avoid paying the income tax on that. And so there's another reason the 529 plan wins in my book yeah. for those let me Let me add another wrinkle to this, John. Uh, so just give us an idea. If the 10 and 7-year-old don't go to a traditional college university, what would you see them doing? Do you see them getting some type of training? And if that's if that's the case, give us an example. Yeah, they're... The expectation is some sort of second post, you know, secondary education after high school. Whether it's, um, you know, be a plumber, electrician, you know, some some type of right. some type of secondary education. So here's the point: the five twenty nine is pretty liberal in your application of those funds, and so any kind of trade school certificate program, coding boot camp, it's going to cover all that. Okay. And you can always change the beneficiary. I mean, that can be loose. It could be a first cousin. It could be the first cousin's spouse, aunt, uncles, son-in-laws. I mean, so there's a lot of options to still pass down this money and use it. So I would be less concerned about that and more concerned about what college is going to cost for any kind of education, for that matter, 10, 15 years from now. So much is going to change. To parents everywhere of 7- and 10-year-olds, hear me now, listen to me later. Okay? Think about that one, George. That'll take I, me a second. T- I know. I'll tell you this. What education is going to look like for a 7- and 10-year-old in America right now is going to be dramatically different. Mark my words. Mark my words on this. I'm paying attention to it all the time. Uh, there's a lot of shifts going on underneath the surface. You'll see the occasional headline here and there about enrollment rates dropping because they are. You're going to see a lot of shifts over the next decade. I think it's going to be remarkably different. So just stay the course. The 529 is a really good vehicle for all the reasons we just talked about. I've got one for my now almost six-month-old. Do you really? Yeah, very excited about it. Yeah, that's great. And I'm hoping, you know, family can contribute. Instead of birthday, you know, gifts and toys, throw a little money in the 529 Yeah, I like that. A little 529 party. She'll be going to school debt-free. I mean, we know that 100%. But I, I, that's what I do personally, and that's why I recommend yeah, it. Yeah, I love it. Let's go to Maryland now in the City of Angels. Los Angeles, California is where she is. Marilyn, how can we help? Hi, Ken and George. My name is Marilyn, and my husband and I are debating on selling our condo and renting. Whoa. Who wants to sell it? Who wants to keep it? Well, we're actually kind of at peace with um, selling it, both my husband and I. So there's no debate. Yeah. I feel like George and I are useless, which happens a lot, by the way. Okay, what's the reason (laughs) you want to sell it? Okay, a couple reasons. Our um, HOA dues are increasing. We are now at $563 a month Mm. in HOA. Yes. Welcome to condos in L.A. Ugh. HOA. That is correct. Ugh. Yes. 
And also another main reason is we are in 950 square feet for Ooh. three people. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. One bedroom, or sorry, one bathroom, two bedrooms. Who are and the three? So who are, are, who's the third person? Um, It's actually my stepson. His name is Clay. How old is Clay? Uh, Clay is going to be 12 in August, yeah. and we have shared custody. So we have yeah. them 50-50, but it's, I'm worried about teenage years, right? And friends Maryland. coming over and things like Listen. that. Yeah. As a former 12-year-old, I wouldn't want to share a bathroom with a 12-year-old boy, all right? I mean, they're the most disgusting human beings on the planet, and I say that with love. I have two boys, but they're disgusting. Thank all you. you parents out in the lobby with little boys, when when he turns 12, disgusting. It's disgusting. It's horrible. I have to go in my boys' bathrooms with a hazmat suit on, George. Wow. I just needed to now. say, Maryland. That's an aggressive. T- well, I was no, going to say, this is I a good idea. In a, in a thousand square foot home, four of us, my brother and I, my parents, we had one tiny bathroom we shared, and I'm saying we survived. I'm just saying. And, it's and not as dire can, as it sounds. Too. So you're yes, surviving. But I don't want them surviving. I want them thriving. Beyond the space in the HOA, what's the reason you're wanting to sell it? Pay off debt. Aha. Um, yep, 84K in debt. That includes college loans, 56000 car loan, 11000 Personal loan seventeen thousand. Ooh. Okay. So, how much equity do you have in this house, or what will you net once 90, if you sold it? Ninety-one thousand in equity. We would sell it for four fifty-five and profit profit sixty-three k. Okay. After fees and all that, you've done the math. Yes. Okay. And we do have. you have anything in savings? We have in savings um, about seven thousand. What's your combined income? Combined income for last year was one hundred and eighty three thousand. Wow. All right. Okay. I I like your plan, but I have this gut check. And here's Uh-oh. the gut check. Uh-oh. You're almost gonna clear the debt. You'll clear the car loan, the personal loan, and you'll have most of the student loan knocked out. Here's Correct. the thing that didn't change if you do all of this. Your behavior okay. that got you into this mess. You are so correct. You have the um, sacrifice part down. The condo in the first place. Yeah. Like you guys are willing to sell the condo to get out of debt, but are you willing to never go into debt again? A thousand percent. And she just we said are something. Totally on board. She said they should have never bought the condo. Did I hear you say that you should have never bought it in the first place? Yes. Mm. You are correct. So you're going to go rent somewhere in the area? That is correct. Okay. A two, uh, three bedroom, two bathroom is about thirty two hundred in rent. We are spending thirty one hundred living here in okay. the condo. Well, I mean, you're just going to be paying someone else's HOA fee, so it's not like it disappears. It's built into the rent. But I think this is the best move for you and your family right now, and I'm proud of you. Yeah, I like it. But George is right. You better change your behavior, not just the numbers. This is the Ramsey Show. Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. Thrilled to have you with us. 888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell joins us. We always love being together, taking your questions. Uh, all right, folks, a lot of you have questions about taxes. Taxes are confusing. My goodness, the U.S. tax code is an absolute disaster. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I'm for a flat tax, George. Across the board. I've heard you talk about fair this. Fair tax. Everybody gets one thing, but that's not where we are. So how do we win in today's crazy tax code? Uh, So this is a question we recently got from one of our listeners, okay? We normally have someone do our taxes, but our accountant retired. I think we have 
a simple return. Should we try to file ourselves with Ramsey Smart Tax? Ooh. What do you say, Judge George? So this is a tax software that at Ramsey Solutions we developed, and uh, you can definitely use this if you feel confident filing on your own and your situation is relatively simple, which is more people in America than it's not. And so here's when I would say get in touch with a tax pro, an actual CPA, if you had a major life change, like you retired, you had an inheritance, you adopted a child, you own a business. That's a big one where I go, hey, I'm probably going to work with a tax pro. There's a lot of yes. of trickle-down pieces of running a business that I would work with a pro for. And another one is you're not confident about filing taxes on your own. Just the peace of mind yeah. is someone else is going to handle this. Uh, that is a huge bonus of working with a tax pro. And then lastly, you want to save time and stress. It can take a while to do your own taxes. So if you're confident about filing on your own, go check out Ramsey uh, Smart Tax at RamseySolutions.com. And while you're there, you can find uh, the tax pros that we trust at RamseySolutions.com slash tax. And I'll tell you, Ken, I, I did a post about this. And what was really cool was seeing all of the people who were like, hey, I used Ramsey Smart Tax for the very first time, and I can't believe how easy it was. And I had used the pro for years, and I decided I'm going to try this on my own. Yeah. And uh, I used this the other day, and it was amazing how it walks you through and educates you yeah. every step of the way. It's great. RamseySolutions.com slash tax. And then again, our Ramsey Trusted Tax Pro, a shout out to David if he's listening. Sometimes he listens. In fact, last time you and I were on together, he was listening. So David, if you're listening, you're my guy. Thank you. You're the man. I got total trust in David. I don't want to mess with it. You know what I mean? I don't want to go to jail. I would not look good yeah. in a jumpsuit, you know? I can see you rocking it. I don't I think, think so. You would hem it. You'd make it fashionable somehow. I'd do my best. Uh, rest assured. But uh, that's not the place for prison. Huh? You'd be hemming uh, all, the, all the, <laughs> the prison jumpsuits for the yeah, guys. you got to have a job. you got to stay busy. got to find some purpose no matter where you are. All right, Karen is up next in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Karen, how can we help? Hey, guys. How are you? We are having a blast. Can you tell? It sounds like it. It yeah. sure does. Good. Uh, so I am on this uh, financial peace mission. I'm on baby step two, working to change your family tree. There we go. Brought to light. Yes. My mother's situation. My question more is about my mother's non-planning and which uh, her situation could become my situation pretty quickly. So I wanted to ask some questions about that. Okay. Tell us a little bit more and ask away. Okay, so her, uh, she's a wonderful lady. She's 83. She's independent, got her sweetheart living with her. She decides to go back to college when she's uh, 70 and gets her PhD in biochem, but she takes out student loans. Mm. At she 70? She's, at 70. She's a PhD in biochem. She's a rock star. That is fantastic. Yeah. Except yeah. for the and student loan part. Exactly. So she's been paying on these student loans, and now she's uh, 83. She stopped working when she was 80 a few years ago, teaching at the college. Jeez, what a slacker. Yeah. (laughs) She's also got 18K and an equity loan she took out, and she has no retirement. Mm. She has... Um, just paid off her condo, which is good news. It's mm-hmm. worth about 170 k okay. And uh, she's on Medicare and or and social. She takes Social Security. And so, what happens if something happens to her? She needs to be um, cared for, say in a nursing home or in home care. There's no money for that. Mm. And I'm guessing 
do me and my brother take that up? We don't have any money for that. Um, Mm. How do we, is our condo protected from the student loan and her equity loan? Or do we put the condo in our name? Well, the home equity loan is tied to her condo. Yep. And so her condo is at risk. That would be paid off. Yes. It's one of the scariest parts about these home equity loans is it puts your home at risk. If she can't pay that, they can take her condo away. What kind of margin does she have uh, on her Social Security payments and her basic expenses? So she gets 1800 a month in Social Security. She has a contribution with her partner of 725 a month. Her student loan is around $300 a month. Her equity loan will be about $300 a month. And that's basically, and, and then she's got a condo fee of 300 a month. So she's already 900 out, right? And she's making... 25? And she hasn't even had any food yet. Exactly. Is the sweetheart still living with her? Yeah. He's a vet, and he is a little bit younger than her. His whole situation... She's impressive. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry. Your mom's a rock star. Degree at 70... Retires at eighty. Got a younger man in the house. Is he pulling his weight? Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm concerned about. Or is he? Is no, he? No, he's got so much weight. His kids are, are millionaires. They'll take care of him if something happens. But, but not your mom. Your mom's not involved nope. in this picture. Are they considering nope, getting married at all, or is this yeah, just like that's a, what I'm trying to do? Close the deal on that. I was wondering if that would be a good an advantage. I know his vet. You know, he's a vet, though his benefits don't cover her or any spouse that's what i'm told why haven't they gotten married to this point anyway um just hasn't uh i don't think he i don't think he wants to and that gets awkward you know who brings that up you know no i mean he he would i think if it he if it meant something they're so old they're like why would we get married we're here we're together what's the you know why I, I don't know. Well, Would the that, obvious answer is it'd be great for your mom, but, you know, mm-hmm. again, that's kind of an awkward situation. So, yeah. So here's the deal. And her brother I doubt she's going to be able to well. pay her debts off with the income she has. Right. She's right. going to be lucky to just make the minimum payments until she, you know, heads to the other side. Yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really worried about her debts. I'm worried about what happens to her if, I mean, long term care. If, yeah, I mean, exactly. She never did there's that. a dire situation yeah. where you use Medicaid, which is not a great program, and she's not going to have quality care and can limited she get options. A, can they get an affordable long-term term care policy at this age? Probably I not. I doubt it. No, it's not. It cannot. In long-term care stuff. insurance, you know, they, they're going to factor in age and risk, and the chances of her needing a nursing home is very high at 83. Why isn't she living with Mr. Deep Pockets? Why is he living with her? Why is he living with her? Yeah. Because when he looks at her, it makes him happy. Yeah, but he's the one who's loaded, right? Yeah, his health is, I mean, he smoked for 50 years, and she finally got him to quit last year. And uh, I don't know. I don't, you know, every day we think, is he going to make it another month? The reason I bring this up, we only got about a minute and a half, George, but I'm going, is selling the condo a good play for her at this point? I don't know what it would do for her other than cover it. When her some, if she ended up in a in her nursing home situation, the condo is useless anyway. So I'm saying, I wonder, can we compound? She's really, really, uh, excuse me, really healthy right now. Yes, no? Yes, really healthy. I yes. mean, George, I'm asking. 
Yeah. They don't have long-term Worst case, care. I think sell the condo and use those funds to cover it later on down the road. That's what I'm saying. Could we invest Can those? Could we invest it somewhere? Oh, that's a great idea. You could. She'd have to then go pay rent, which she doesn't have right now because the condo's paid off. And so there's an added expense right. now that she didn't have before. And so there's a balance maybe here. Her partner would pay the rent. Well, that's the hope. That's what I'm, he's got to pay his fair we share. We don't have a lot of ideas, and since he's got a better financial situation, how, if how he much, loves her, how much could this place sell for? One seventy. It's not going to create an astounding amount of income. It's not. even investing it. No. And so I don't know that that would be enough to cover all of her expenses with the added expense of rent. This is a tough one. There's not any really great well, clear options. Well, her brother is another option, too. Do, well, then, is it okay to talk to him about yes, it? Yes, we got to talk to everybody right now. Get the whole family for a come-to-Jesus meeting. Yeah, including the sweetheart. You know, oh. let's go. we got to help mom. She's helped you. Get creative. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, if you want to make real progress with your money and get that extra push to keep going then you need to be at our brand new event, the Total Money Makeover Weekend. On May 10th and 11th, join me, the rest of the personalities, and a community of people like you at Ramsey Headquarters for new talks, new focus, and new motivation to stay gazelle intense on your money goals. Early bird tickets start at just $99, so don't wait. Get yours at RamseySolutions.com slash weekend. Welcome back to the Ramsey Show, America. Thrilled to have you with us. I'm Ken Coleman. George Camel joins me. And the phone number for you to jump in is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. All right, uh, now we go to Charlotte, North Carolina, where George's favorite superhero is waiting for us. Thor, how can we help? Hey, pleasure to be on the show. Thank you for having me. You bet. And i got to ask, Thor, so, what's your middle yeah. name? My middle name is actually Thordal. Thor is short for Thordal. My family is Scandinavian. Wow. I would have guessed that part. So what's the first name if Thordal is the middle name? You go name? by Thor. The, well, the, fir- the first name is biblical. We had to keep it balanced. So the first name is Isaiah. All right. Okay. All right. I thought I was going to get two great like Scandinavian names. So, um, But it was great. Thank you, Thor, Thanks. for the. Uh, by the way, if my middle name was Thor, I would go by Thor too. Hundred percent. You, you know what I mean? That's a good choice. All right. Uh, exactly. Enough of the nonsense. But I had to know. I couldn't focus if I didn't get that out of the way. How can we help? No, today? no. So I have a small business. Uh, we're located here in Charlotte. Uh, we do event production, lights, video, sound, and uh, business has been good the last couple of years. We have uh, doubled, uh, double, doubled our. Uh, annual revenue uh, year over year um, up until this year, and it's looking like it's going to be another great one. And what I am curious is, in y'all's opinion, what is a healthy margin of money, or a, maybe a ratio would be a better term, for a business to keep on hand mm-hmm. or to reinvest? Because in our industry, it's all about growing your inventory. And so the majority of the revenue does get reinvested back into the company. I'd say about 90 plus percent of it annually goes back into the company. But now that we're at a stage where we're not having to buy as much, how much should we keep set aside? Are you running this business debt-free? Pretty much, yep. We have about uh, $12,000 in uh, interest-free debt. Okay, and how much do you have in... very well managed. How much do you have in retained earnings now and savings? 
Um, we, we have about 40000 Okay, and how many months of operating expenses would you say that is? Oh, that's over a year and a half. <laughs> oh, wow. How, wait, I'm talking about, you're saying your entire operating expenses are a few thousand a yes, month? I, I have extremely minimal operating expenses. How uh, big is your team? I keep it I keep it as tight as possible, just me. Okay, I, I was uh, getting ready to say that makes more contract. sense. Okay, I thought there was yep, payroll every, involved everyone, here. Everyone else, everyone else is uh, is subcontracted in on the on the show. So All right, one other cool. quick question, and, and George is going to give you your answer here. But you had said that up to this point, it felt like you were reinvesting ninety percent of the profits into equipment, and now you said I don't need to do that as much. Do you have some type of forecast for George on on what you think that percentage will be this year? I would say this year we would probably only need to reinvest 40 to 50% of gross earnings. Um, now, we can invest more, and uh, probably some context, I am big on uh, tax planning. So I spend as much uh, deduct- tax-deductible income as possible uh, to avoid paying taxes at the end of the year. Uh, but the and that's really where the question comes in is, do I continue doing that? Do I continue keeping my tax payments as low as possible or do we start to hold on? Like at at what point do you start to hold on to the money? If that makes sense. And just, well, we may have different schools of thought here. I go by the entree leadership school of thought, which is how Dave Ramsey built this place from a card table in his living room to the empire it is today. And that one of the principles there is start and run your business completely debt free. And so if I'm in your shoes, I'm going to use 12 of that 40 to pay off all the debt today and never go into debt again. Because you don't need to. You're crushing it. Oh, absolutely. And the other thing is we never spend to save at I, Ramsey. I, that doesn't make any sense to me if I can challenge you, Thor. I, I as a small yeah. business guy, I, I, I hate taxes. With a, trust me, I hate taxes more than George hates taxes. Tell him, George. This man is like, if he could go back to the Boston Tea Party, just throw some tea overboard, he would. I will 100%. If he could use a time machine, that's where he'd believe go. Believe me, I would. But at the same time, yeah, I'd be I, right there next to you. I know, but I would not agree with what you just said. And I want to challenge that for a moment because this idea no, that I got to spend as much money as I possibly can to avoid taxes makes no sense. I'd rather save as much as I possibly could, realizing that taxes are a necessary evil. And I got a good tax pro. Who's going to help me save? But I'm not going to go spend a dollar to save a dollar in taxes. It doesn't make any sense to me. Do you do you understand no, what I'm I, getting I, at? Believe me, I, I completely understand. Part of the beauty of this particular industry, though, is that to a certain extent, there's always additional equipment you can purchase and rent and make additional money on. And so it is, it is easy, easier, I would say, than in some, it's not like we're going out and making unnecessary purchases. It's easy, they're easy purchases to justify, but you don't necessarily have to make them. It's just That's more what I'm saying. I would only buy the equipment that you, you actually make. need instead yeah. of just going buy a $40,000 toy because yeah. you could potentially you could write it Because you justify it. The very word justify Absolutely. tells you where you're at. So, I, I, listen, I'm not going to try to preach at you. I just wanted to point that out. No. I think it's a misguided policy for somebody who, in your case, could be really well off financially, George. How would yeah. he do that? What would we tell him to do? Well, number one, pay off the debt. Number two, it sounds like you have plenty of operating expenses, retained earnings. We would go six months is what you want to aim for, for retained earnings. And then you were talking about investing back into the business, saving up for larger purchases. I would separate that out. I would not use your retained earnings for that. 
Instead, I would do what we call a sinking fund. And so if you know there's a $10,000 item you want to purchase, well, let's put money away, 1000 bucks a month, for example. So in 10 months, we can make that purchase when we need to. And I would do all of this with a high-yield savings account for your business. Yep. Okay. Very interesting. And so, and then obviously save for taxes. It sounds like you're on top of that, but make sure you put, you're putting money aside to pay your taxes. Do you do it quarterly? We do not currently do quarterly, but this year we, we are. So okay. we, we haven't up and up through the 2023 tax season, but we are twenty twenty. So you may want to set aside 25% into a separate savings account and then pay quarterly and pull it out of there to cover your taxes so you don't have a big burden at the end of the year. Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. Thor, Thor, one other thing, and I want George to weigh in on this yes, uh, if he wants to. Have you ever heard the phrase, cash is king? Absolutely. <laughs> have you ever heard, all right, but, let me ask you another one. Have you ever heard the phrase equipment is king? No. Yes, yes no, and no. No, Again, you no, have not. Come on, Thor. Trick question. I tricked you and you're trying to get out of it. Here's the point. No, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm a hundred. I'm not trying. I'm a hundred. I'm with you. Cash is definitely king. Uh, but you know, in our industry, the Kings are the ones with the, with the biggest inventory. That Here's a question the though. Shows, so. I don't know about your industry, Thor, but could you buy used equipment that's cheaper and still make the same amount that's of money? Exactly, that's exactly what we do. Okay. Which is great. All I'm Good. saying is Thor, I know you know what you're doing. I'm not questioning that you know what you're doing. I'm just saying that you yourself said, I don't need as much equipment this year. And I'm saying when you are in a season like this, where you don't need as much stack the cash. Then when you gotta buy, buy with cash. That's all I'm getting at. I wanted to drive that that home with you because you're gonna be really wealthy if you figure that out. Very interesting. The Very other thing you can do well, hey, I, is I upgrade really your own life. That. Are you paying yourself well, first? I mean- uh, very, very little. I That's take the other thing. Almost no salary. I'm in T. Okay, now you understand where I'm driving, Thor. You got to be making some dough, man. You're working too hard. Well, I've always seen it. If I, I always, I've always felt like I'm making money if the business is making money because I own the whole business. You know what I mean? So I've never, I've never. I got news for you, Thor. I, I understand, but that, that doesn't equate to what's in your actual personal bank account. Am I right, George? Exactly. A business can make bank, and you can take home very little of it. So I would pay yourself first here a living wage, and it sounds like you need to upgrade that. And the other thing I'll point you to is a great free resource called Entree Leader's Guide to Business Finances. And anyone out there, if you've got a small business, even a larger business, check it out. Go to entreeleadership.com slash finances and download that for free. It's going to show you the same principles we use at Ramsey to run this place debt-free. I think Thor's still not sure. I think he's hearing what we're saying. He's not listening. We stuck to our guns. You're not going to be an Avenger doing it your way, pal. You do it our way, watch out. He's never going to live that day. I had to say it. I could not say it. Great hour, George Campbell. I want to say thanks to our fearless leader, James Childs, who's enjoying a snack in the control room. And thank you, America. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your life. Winning in your money, winning in your work, and winning in your relationships is the formula. I'm Ken Coleman. George Camel joins me this hour. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Let's stay right here in our neck of the woods, George. Nashville, Tennessee is where Megan awaits. Megan, how can we help? Hi, how are you guys? We're having a blast. How are you today? 
Good, good. I have a question about some properties um, that we own and just kind of looking for advice on, I think, whether to keep or to try to sell and, and get rid of them. Okay. Um, so my husband and I have moved around a little bit. And so um, we currently will be up to three houses now. Um, and as we've moved, we've you know, renting out to like a long-term rental here. And um, I guess I'm just kind of thinking, you know, we, we didn't pay for any of these, I guess, investment properties with cash. And so we do still have mortgage, you know, so now we have three mortgages and I'm wondering, you know, is it better to keep them and just continue to have renters, you know, pay our mortgage for us um, or to, or is it, you know, causing us more harm, you know? How many of the three are, are all three of these out of state? Yeah, so we we lived in Georgia and Tennessee, so we have houses there, um, and then moving to New York now. So that would be oh, our uh, our last stop. Yeah, so um, we're we're getting ready to leave this Tennessee house, um, and I I think as we're going to like list it and rent it, I'm thinking to myself, is this a good idea? No. Should we? All right. <laughs> so let's do this real quick. Tell me how much you owe on the Georgia house and what it, you think you could sell it for. Give me the first part. What, how much do you owe? On yeah. It? Yeah. So that's the thing. All three of the, or I guess the two that we would want to sell. Um, I don't think we would, you know, with the, with the, you know, cost to sell them. I don't really think we would. So you have very really little equity. Profit, You'd or, break even. Yeah. So break yeah, even on right. Georgia and so, Tennessee. It, it, I think we'd break even on Georgia. If that on Tennessee, we may owe a little bit because um, okay. we did kind of move here. And what's New York? So. What, what kind of house are we getting in New York? Well, so that one, uh, that's more of a forever home. So that one's a bit, a bit bigger. Um, and we use plan to stay there and not, you know, rent that one out. So that one we definitely want to keep. So you um, already have a really property have... in New York? We're, we're closing on it, yeah. And that's your third um, property? Just haven't moved in yet. Yeah. But it's correct. not a rental. That will be your primary residence going forward. Correct. Okay. This is a no-brainer to me, George. Yeah, I'm selling both of these. Number one... Okay. It's it's never wise to be a, a long distance landlord. And the way we look at it is, you live in New York. Would you go out and buy a property in Georgia? Right. No. And so we do actually have a property manager um, for our house in Georgia that we pay about three hundred a month, I think. Well, I'm guessing um, because you have no equity, this thing is barely cash flowing, if it is at all, after all of your expenses. Uh, so the first, the house in Georgia is actually technically two properties. There's like a cottage house in the back. And so we do kind of have a bonus there. The first year, um, or one year we were actually profiting about 600 a month on it, just with the two, um, incomes. Since then we did lower one of the rents. And so it's about 300 a month that we are, I, I guess you could say profiting, but I know, no, you know, no we, chance. We I could go work part time and make three hundred bucks a month. I, d- I don't think this is worth it for your Terrible. sanity, your time, or the money. And so, for those reasons, I'm out. I'm going to sell both of these and just start fresh in New York. And I'm guessing you got a big mortgage on this New York house. We do, yeah. How much? Yeah, it was about five hundred. And what do you guys make a year? Not let's say we sold um, these condos. What's your actual income going to be in New York? Yeah, uh, take home about. 120. Okay. So I mean, even that feels tight yeah. just covering that the feels, New York mortgage. That feels really tight. Yeah. Um, I think that was just kind of the decision to not want to, you know, we've moved so many times. We don't want to move again and we wanted to find the forever home. Um, you don't have so to find the forever home in the forever place. 
Right. What are you guys putting down on this New York property? What's the down payment? Um, about one, 100k. Okay. So it's a 600,000 property, put down a hundred, you took on the 500 mortgage. What is your, what's the mortgage compared to your monthly take-home pay? So the mortgage is about, yes, about 40%. Goodness. You guys like being stressed, huh? When it comes to houses and mortgages, you guys love it. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, in, in the moment, you know, buying the first two, it seemed like we were living there. So it didn't, it didn't sound like we were trying to buy an, you know, an investment property. We were just kind of living in it. And then when we moved from the first one, our, the mortgage was paid and it was as if we didn't even, I mean, not fully know it was there. And we of course knew it was there. So it didn't. But you guys like are working lot. really hard with not much to show for it. You're making six figures, you're running all these properties and you still have a mortgage payment. That's 40% of your take-home pay. And you still got to Live your life. And you got to pay off. You're going to lose money on the Tennessee house. You're going to have to pay something. You have to come out of pocket. Where's that Do you that have any cash? money in savings? What was that? I'm sorry? Do you have money in savings? We do. Yeah. How much? About 30. Okay. Well, I'm going to use that money to cover the difference if needed when you're selling these places. And then I'm going to restart the baby steps, which means pay off all consumer debt. Do you have any consumer debt mm-hmm. outside of mortgages? We don't know. Just finished paying off my student loans. So oh, good for you. So whatever you guys Thank need you. after you sort the, the dust settles on this, you're going to build up a three to six month emergency fund, then begin investing 15%. Whatever money's left over, which it doesn't sound like there will be much, we'd throw at the house to get this mortgage paid off early. Okay. And so I guess my question would be, so you would say sell the houses immediately or try to hold on to them until we can break even? No, um, I don't I don't know there's going to be a day in time you break even. I'm going to sell them now yes. and cut my losses and consider it a stupid tax. Okay. And get your income right. up if you're going to if you're going to sign up for 40% of your your take home for a house. You're going to be house poor. And this is on a 30 year, I imagine. Third year, yeah. Oh yeah. man, you guys better start making some money now. I'm gonna tell you something you don't want to hear, Megan. But if it were me, I would rent. I would rent for a year or two, clean up this mess, get a bigger down payment, uh, be able to increase our income. I, I, and I would say we're we are planting roots in New York. Great, but we do not have to buy the dream home or the forever home right now. I would wait. Gotcha. Okay. I just don't want to buy a house, George. And then be like, <gasps> every month, just are we going to make it? Well, the know? forever home Ugh. turns into uh, forever stress because it's hard to keep up when you're making 40% payments toward that mortgage and you only have this much left to live your life, especially in a high cost of living area like New York. So I wish you guys the best. I think you're you're on the path if you sell these and cover the difference with the emergency fund and then stock it back up and start investing. But I think you'll be hard-pressed to invest 15% while having anything extra to throw to the mortgage while living your life. Yeah. So at this point, now you have to out-earn your decision. Let's get that income up. That's the solution here. That's not always fun either. So anyway, thanks for the call, Megan. Hoping the best for you. Really appreciate it. All right. We got to do a quick break. We'll be right back. This is The Ramsey Show. I know you work hard for your money. And the key to keeping more of it in your pocket is by making a plan for your spending with a budget. And Every Dollar is the budgeting app that I use personally because it's perfect for looking every dollar you make in its little president face and telling it exactly where you want it to go. Just like you told that guy in traffic exactly where you wanted him to go. And even better, 
Every dollar walks you through the entire budgeting journey so you always know your next right step. Download Every Dollar for free in the App Store or Google Play today. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. So thrilled to have you with us, America. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell joins me. The phone number is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. How you feeling, George? Did you get caffeinated earlier? I'm alive. I'm still fading, Ken. You need but another cold brew? I think that'll be too much caffeine for my little body. Yeah, I think you'll start shaking. All right, you ready to take another call? Let's do it. Who do we got? We got Josh in Los Angeles, California. Josh, how can we help? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking my call. You bet. What's happening? Um, so, well, it's raining, so that's weird. But that's not what I'm calling. All right. I'm calling because uh, I have two cars. I have an electric Fiat and I have a Jaguar, and I want to sell them both and get a Rivian. And so my question is, do I use the money that I sold both of them for to buy the Rivian in cash, or do I put that money in my Robinhood account, which is earning 5.25% interest, and then I have some more money in there, and then use the interest being paid to lease it so I can like hold on to my principal? All right. Is this a legit call, or is this one of those, hey, I've been listening to this show, and I think I'm going to stump George and Ken? I got to know. No, it's a real car. It's a real call. How old are you? Oh, real call. Yeah. Right. Oh, 43. And what do you make a year? Uh, making 380. Wow. What Why do you do for a, a living? Uh, I'm a TV producer. Oh, very nice. nice. Any shows that George watches? Yeah. I kid. We don't. Uh, I did. I've done Fear Factor. Um, back Heck in the yeah. day, I did Deadliest Catch. Oh, yeah. I used to watch Deadliest Catch. You wouldn't think about it looking at me, but I thought it was a fun show. I really did. And Fear Factor? That was a fun one. The pig pig intestines. I used to test all the stuff. Did you you eat the pig intestines? Yeah. Pig intestines actually weren't the worst thing that I've eaten, but yes. Wow. I did the pig intestines. The worst was probably uh, I had to eat a rat for our 100th episode in New York. I, Josh, your commitment to excellence is 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 second to none. I, I applaud you, sir. <laughs> Respect. All right, so let's get to the numbers. I well, I know, but that people want to hear this. George. Ken got distracted by the pig and everything to you is a calculator. I just need to get to know these people. All right, would you just relax? America wants to know this. This is a man who ate a rat once. All right. Now, now, Josh, is my, wait, is my question absurd? Is that why you think I'm yes. a fake caller? Yes, I'll tell you why it's absurd. Oh. Here's why it's absurd. Okay, please tell me. You make a lot of money. And I'm guessing you have some equity in these other two cars? Uh, they're paid for. They're paid for. So why in the world would you lease a car with earned interest from your Robinhood account when you've got the money to just buy the car you want? This Rivian's expensive. It's about a ninety dollars to $100,000 car, isn't it? Uh, I was going to get a used one for sixty five because I, I don't want to spend money on a new car. You're brilliant, Josh. I just don't know what the angle is as to why you think this is a good money play you seem like a very intelligent guy, the rat withstanding. Uh, it, <laughs> why would you want to lease the car? What's the what's the benefit? Well, well, my thought is that I have this money, so I have like hundred eighty thousand in my Robinhood's earning like a thousand dollars a month, and then I can just use that thousand dollars a month to pay for the car, and then in three years I still have my two hundred thousand sitting there, as opposed to spending sixty five of that to buy the Rivian and then. In three years, who knows what that thing's going to be worth. Yeah, all right. George, you've heard this before. Well, the problem with leasing is that you won't own anything at the end of that. And yeah. so you're just going to trade 
you're going to sell these cars and just get on a life of payments. And this this amount of uh, money, it's yeah. a small part of your world. Even if you paid cash for this yeah. thing, you still have six figures sitting in savings that can work for you. Right. Instead of bleeding out to a, a lender every month to make them rich. Because all you're doing with leasing okay. is you're prepaying the depreciation on that car. That's the key what point. What about getting a loan for the car and paying for it that way? That that's just, sl- that's just slightly less dumb, but still dumb to the nth degree. Why? I, it sounds like you're just wanting to leverage debt for your whole life, and you're too successful to play that game. That's a game for broke people. You, okay. Your greatest wealth-building tool right now is your income, making 380000 And if you cannot give any of that money to lenders, you're going to be so unbelievably wealthy, and you're going to make very different choices when it comes to the things that you spend money on. Because when you get a loan, you go, well, I'll get the new one then. Who cares? The payment's low compared yeah. to my income. And that's how people end up giving away a large portion of their wealth over a long period of time. So instead, take what you okay. would have put in a lease and add that to your investment accounts and to your savings. Yeah, but you're also assuming here that there's no risk with the Robinhood account. There's like nothing could go wrong. Well, and let's and, just and play truthfully, this out. savings rates are at all time highs. You know that, Josh. And they're probably yep. going to go down over the next few years as things cool off. And so there's an assumption that I'm always going to be making enough or making enough to make the spread worth it. And it's just too much brain calories burned, too much stress. I think the peace of mind of just owning it free and clear is going to make your life better. Okay. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. I, I, didn't, really, I, I didn't think about that interest rate going down, at, um, but 100%. Well, and just the emotion yeah. of it, just the peace of mind. I found that you could outmath me all day, Josh. You're a very smart dude, and on That's paper, right. you could win. That's I mean, exactly right. So I'm not that smart. <laughs> yeah, well, it was for your job. So, again, uh, very impressive. You're very I, brave. I, you know what? 380 grand, I'd, I might eat a rat. I don't think I would. <laughs> if it was, was it cooked? That makes uh, a difference yeah. to you? Back then, no, for it the does. record, I was only making $500 a week. So I think the psychological part of eating a rat doesn't matter whether it's raw or cooked. I just feel like Dr. John Deloney would eat a rat. He would, but he's nuts. That's, That's a fair. whole separate deal. That's a good point. Uh, but, but Josh, here's the thing. I want to wrap this up because George is right. On paper, because there are people watching and listening to this, a lot of people. They're like, oh, Josh got it. Listen, on paper, you can make this case but most people can only make the case on paper and they can't live it out. And so they start leasing. Then they go, oh, I'm going to make debt work for me. And all these influencers on social media tell you, oh, you know, you guys, you can make debt work. And most people can't. And if you think that it's our opinion, just look at the sheer numbers. And so that's why we're kind of preaching this. It's, it's, it's a philosophy yeah. that in the long run wins in the numbers big time. So – I really appreciate your okay. great sport. Uh, and George, this is a call that we get. I mean, this this I feel like this call happens once a month. Yeah. Well, Somebody goes, well, I can leverage debt, and I can get this, and I can do this. And I did my attempt at you know talking about these fleeces, and I made a video called Why Car Leasing is Stupid on my YouTube channel about eight months ago. So, Josh, go search for Why Car Leasing is Stupid on YouTube. You'll find my video there. Just give it a watch. It's less than 10 minutes. It's entertaining, and I go through the actual mathematics of – why leasing a car is so dumb. I also did my biggest video ever, Ken. It's almost at a million views now. Is the number one wealth killer. And it was all about car loans. And people were actually getting it after the video going, oh my gosh. So the comments I are, regret uh, the car payment. Yeah. I regret the lease. Never again. Yeah. 
and and well done well done sir two shameless plugs for your uh, youtube channel I'm, I, I'm trying to give people a next step because we can't cover this all in a radio call oh yeah i got no problem with it i'm just saying it was beautiful it thank was, you you're a giver i mean you just drop that in there i just remembered i was like i think i covered this on a video recently yeah. and went in depth on on the right. car lease but i thought you made a really good point here is that you can win an argument on paper that doesn't necessarily play out in real life and it rarely does and I want to give Josh a gift because I had fun talking with him. I'm going to send you a copy of my book, Breaking Free from Broke. I want you to read, I believe it's chapter five on car loans because I break all of this down. I cover all of the objections and I tell people what to do instead. And uh, dude, you were so successful. You just truly yeah. don't need debt in your life ever. Yeah. Good for you. You got the two cards. By the way, Josh, if Fear Factor makes a comeback, George and I would both like to audition. I might regret that. You like a Fear Factor Junior, where like Ken eats tofu. Well, I think the thing with Fear Factor is you can jump into the competition, and if they if it gets to be too much, you go. I'm out. Yeah, but you're a competitive man. I feel like you're going to see it through. I've seen you on the pickleball court. I am a competitor, and you put me in a situation like that. I feel like I hold my nose. But I will tell you, as much as I'm talking trash right now, I don't think I could eat a rat. I think that's probably too much for me. I'm glad I, you I have some like sort of standards and limits for your life. Bugs. I used to watch Survivor. You know, I watch Alone on Netflix. You know, all these things that I would never do, but I really am enthralled by them. I don't think I could chew on a rat. I think I'd have a hard time getting that down. But it's a chewy meat, don't you think? I think we're off the air at this point is what I think. We are not. Nobody wants these to These are this. the questions America wants to wrestle with. Can't always be about money, George. All right, don't move. Got a debt-free scream coming up next. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, you've been listening to the show. Now it's time to start doing. No more excuses. Join me and the rest of the Ramsey personalities for the Total Money Makeover Weekend here in Nashville on May 10th and 11th. Get a crash course in everything we teach about money, including budgeting, beating debt, investing, and more. In just one weekend, you'll leave with a plan to put it all into action. It's game on, baby. Early bird tickets start at $99, so don't wait. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash weekend. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. George Camel joins me. The phone number is 888-825-5225. And George, I look across the studio, out into the lobby. Fabulous young couple looking at us. Ebullient is the word that comes wow. to mind. It's a big word for George. What that means is they're glowing. Thank you for the translation. There you go. Uh, it's very exciting, and uh, I believe it's a Steve and Maggie. Is that right? That's correct. Where yeah. are you guys from? We are from Minneapolis, Minnesota. All right, Woo. and we met you guys earlier today. We know you're here for a debt-free scream. That's so exciting. Let's get the numbers. How much money? Uh, how much debt did you pay off? We paid off two hundred. I'm sorry, one hundred and twenty-nine thousand six hundred and ten dollars. Wow! And how long did that take? Just over thirty nine months. Thirty nine months, and what were the what was the range of income during that time? We started at around one hundred thirty thousand, mm -hmm. and we got to two hundred and seventeen thousand. Whoa! Ooh. What happened? Give me that story. Honestly, just a uh, um, couple um, promotions at work, yeah. and uh, yeah, just what, crushing it. What do you guys yeah. do for a living? I'm a customer success manager at a software company. Okay, and I'm a sales manager at a logistics company. Nice. So you guys both contributed to the increase in income? Yes. Did. All right. Awesome. Very awesome. That's good stuff. Okay. So take us to the moment 39 months ago and you guys say, we've had it. We're going to take this debt-free journey. What was going on? How did you discover this process of the baby steps? Yeah. I mean, I'll never forget it. Rewind back to 2019. 
Um, we were dating at the time, and we decided to move out to Denver from Minneapolis and, and start living together. Um, and around that same time, we saw our friends here uh, posted on Facebook the uh, amount that they paid off in their student loans. So my initial reaction was, wonder what lottery they won, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, reached out, and they introduced us to the Ramsey um, you know, plan and everything. So fast forward six months, we had lived together for a while. COVID kicked off, and really nothing had changed financially. We both uh, got new jobs. We're making the most money we ever had, um, but we're in the worst financial position we ever had been. So Mm -hmm. for me personally, it it took a lot to just sit down and say, okay, what's not working, right? Figure out if if there's a cash flow issue or, or, or what's going on. And I figured out that every dollar of my income was going right back out to payments. Wow. I think between all of our debt, it was 11 separate payments every single month. What kind of debt was it? We had student loans and credit cards and cars. Okay. Wow. So your, your garden variety debt? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Pretty normal. Completely normal, right? Sure, sure, sure. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, you guys are an impressive young couple. How long have you been married now? Coming oh. up on two years. Mm-hmm. So in the middle of all this, you're getting married and, and cash flowing the wedding, I hope? I we assume? cash flowed the wedding. Wow. Did, that, did you make different decisions because of that? Because yeah. of this journey? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I kind of started out by doing this myself, right? And I sold off my brand new car. That was really hard. That's what got cash what flow back in. What was the car? In. Let us know. A Chevy Malibu, but it was sweet. It was all black, and oh, it was my first new car up. purchase. I didn't yeah. know there were any more sweet Malibus. I'm going to have to look <laughs> that up. I'll take your word for They're it. out there. No judgment. Uh, that was extremely hard for me because I loved my car, but yeah. um, that was the kickstart of it. And then, you know, 2020, at the end of 2020, we got engaged and started talking about money together a so, lot more. All right, so real quick. So, so you're living together, mm-hmm. and you come home after talking to friends over here, and you go after it. Maggie, are you just kind of like, what is going on? I was not into it. I had a sense. Yeah. <laughs> what was your reasoning? I thought that I was doing everything the right way already. Yeah. So were you stressed right. about money at this point? Or were you just like, it's fine, we can manage I the payments? I think she was pretty relaxed about it. I felt pretty relaxed. <laughs> okay. I'm over here sweating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it because you were handling more of the financial world and you felt the brunt of that or what? I I just felt like I, I spent, but I wasn't overspending and... Everybody has student loans. So you Everybody just thought, well, this is normal. Yeah. Like so you're when, just kind of a low-grade stress making your payments yeah. and you just right. live your life. Yeah. Exactly. So at what point do you, Maggie, go, I'm on board? Was it pre-engagement? Was it post-engagement? What, what What's the story? It was probably around the time of engagement, realizing that we have to be on the same page, whatever plan that is. And he was really... Ready had, to go. So you were, gazelle, you were gazelle oh, yeah. intense. I had it all planned out, showed her when we'd be yeah. done, um, and we knew we had to cash flow that wedding. So that was the kickstart of how do we budget enough so we can save for the wedding while also paying off debt. Nice. Um, and, you know, we kept things separate up until our marriage, but really worked together once, throughout yeah, first I'm curious. Year. Once you guys get married and you combine finances, did you get a pep in the step as far as knocking out debt with dual income and really being focused? Yeah, major. We did actually both put our bank accounts onto every dollar. So for about a year leading up to getting married, we were budgeting together even though our bank accounts were separate, which was huge in being transparent. It felt like premarital counseling in itself. Yeah. And from there... Once we got married, I think we combined our bank accounts like two days later. 
and wow. we just went crazy. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, and did it change the, your marriage? Like, is it healthier because you guys had this experience together and you got on the same page, speaking the same language? Absolutely. We still have our budget meetings at least monthly. If we're talking about it every day, every yeah. week, but we sit down, create our budgets every month and. At the beginning, they were a lot more tearful, but now it's easy. Now it's less stress. No yeah. payments. There's no debt columns to deal with. It's pretty exactly. streamlined. Wow. So, so we got a lot of people listening and watching. What would you both say? Give us your quick anecdote on what the key is to getting debt free from your own perspectives. Yeah, we each picked one. For me personally, I think the key to getting out of debt is starting. As easy as that sounds, I think it's the hardest thing for people to do. Right. Um, for me, it was facing the numbers laying everything out, looking at that pile of debt we had and facing it head on. It was very emotional. I didn't even know how much debt we had, right? So that's step one is really laying it out for yourself and and going along with that as a budget. I mean, you have to have some intentionality there in order to make progress. What about you? Yeah, I would say having a plan and working on it together. No way could we have done this without every dollar and putting every single line item in there, dragging our transactions, though sometimes painful, and doing this together was the biggest piece, being on the same page. I love it. I love it. Let's well, stay in that lane here. What about yeah. your support group? I mean, we obviously know we got a fabulous young couple over there who modeled the way for you, your friends, but what was the support like? You know, I think we were really were our biggest cheerleaders, each other. Ah, good. So many people have opinions. You know, finances, our personal there's a lot of different Strong schools of opinions. thoughts out there. Mm -hmm. So we knew what we wanted in the end and figured we're going to stick on that path. Yeah. And our, it worked out for you. Our friends and yeah. family were great, though. They were always checking in with us, always, you know, asking about our journey. And it, it's awesome. Yeah. That's huge. Well, since every dollar was a big part of your life, we also have a gift for you. We have two every dollar premiums. So one you can use for yourselves and you won't have to pay for the upgrade if you already have it. And another one you can give away and tell someone else, hey, I believe in your journey. Here you go. This is the tool that helped us do it. That's awesome. Thank you. Fantastic. I absolutely love it. Uh, I got to ask, now you stand here. You guys have been married how long? Almost two years. Almost so two years in May. Yeah, so I mean, I still think that's a newlywed. It is. All right, it is. It's great. <laughs> and and you guys have the rest of your life in front of you. Have you allowed your brain to start to compute and begin to dream now that you've reached this milestone? And if you have, what what do you feel comfortable sharing about the future that you can now do? Yeah, I mean, we we really haven't slowed down. As soon as we finished paying off of our debt, we built up our emergency fund, and now we're on three B building down up our payment. down payment Come on. so it's been really fun working together on that and knowing how quickly we can come it. up with cash because we don't have to worry about those other yeah. payments and you guys are going to be millionaires before you know it yeah well, and that's the thing you. we we use the ramsey plus to look at the network calculator yeah and we were just like freaking wow. out let's do it that's crazy all right, you, guys, <laughs> you guys ready to celebrate let's do yes. it all right folks we got steve and maggie from minneapolis they paid off one hundred twenty-nine thousand dollars in 39 months making 130 to 217 thousand dollars take it away let's hear your debt-free scream three two one we're debt-free How about that? A young get couple. Better. They have their entire life in front of them. I love that part. She's like, we looked ahead. 
on the investment calculator. That's where it gets exciting, building for the future instead of paying for the past. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. George Camel is with me. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Our scripture of the day comes from 1 Timothy 2, verses 1 through 2. I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. And our quote from our third U.S. president on this President's Day, who is that, George? Who's the third president? That's my boy, TJ. All right, very good. In matters of style, swim with the current. In matters of principle, stand like a rock. That's a good one, George. Wow. That's a good one. I bet, the, I bet Tommy had some style. I think he did. I think he would have wore the sweater. Now, yeah. that's quite the claim. I, you know, look, this is not going to be in five years from now, George. So at that point, I have to probably give it to Goodwill. I think the wigs they wore, they don't, that didn't hold up either as far as style goes. I don't think so. No, the, all the powder. So much powder. And the heat. <sighs> think of Philadelphia, mid o summer. With those little shoes they the had stockings, to wear. The stockings, the wood shoes. I'm out. It's a tough time. <laughs> I'll, I'll take some Dr. Scholl's. <laughs> over that oh that's funny that's a tough time to be alive folks oh i'm so grateful for good shoes daniel's up in tulsa oklahoma daniel how can we help hey fellas thank you so much for taking my call i appreciate y'all you bet what's up well first off i just want to let you know i'm at a chick-fil-a playroom with my kiddo it's just us two but you might hear my kiddo in the back you know what? we love that i had three kids good for you dad no problem thank we you. don't care if the kid screams we can handle it Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> um, so my question is, uh, for about the past year, I've been working three jobs um, trying to support my uh, my family. My wife takes care of the kiddo the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. It's President's Day, so I get the day off to hang out with um, our daughter. Good. And um, uh, for about the first six months of me working as many jobs as I have been, again, it was like paycheck to paycheck. That was the reason I started working the extra two jobs and that continued. Um, a little late into the last year, we printed off a budget thing because we just knew that something wasn't right. We didn't have to keep living like this. Um, and so we were able to pay off quite a bit of our debt. Uh, I'd say about 18000 um, we have about 5,000 more. And my question is, I'm just trying to figure out when is the time I'm able to slow down a little bit and start working two instead of the three jobs. Cause I feel like unless there's a holiday or a quick break, I'm not able to, to spend the time with them like I would like to. What are you making from your full-time job? Uh, 48. So I take home about 14. What do you mean take home 14? 14 every two weeks, I'm sorry. Oh, got okay, it. Got 1,400. It. Got it. All right. Yeah. So about 2,800 a month is what you're taking home. What are the, the other yeah. two jobs bringing in every month take home? So I'm a bartender on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and it's hard to determine how much I'm getting because um, it does change. But I average it uh, on the low end of about 400 um, every week. And every two weeks on that, I get a three hundred dollar check. Okay, so about six hundred per month net. Yeah. All right. And what's the third job? 
I'm a janitor and I make 166 a week. And is that the least amount of your time spent, I'm guessing? Yes, it's about seven hours a week. Okay. But it's about the same as your bartending gig. You're still making about $600 net. Right. I'm just wondering, I if you cut one based on what average. would give you the most time back, which one would you cut? The most time back, I would keep the janitor position. Um, financially, I would make quite a bit more bartending. Um, like I said, the 400 a week is, is, is for sure on the low end. They're on the slow season. Yeah. So. But the hours are crazy. Yeah, I work about 21 hours. Um, How does this... The thing is on... Sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so the janitor position is Monday through Friday, so I don't really see them at all throughout the week. Um, I leave one job, go to the gym so I can get a second of me time, and then I go work that position, and then by then my kid is asleep. Um, the Thursday, Friday, Saturday does eat up my weekend, but I do get... Um, the weekdays if I were to leave one of them. Well, this is going to, it's going to slow down your debt payoff, but I'm okay with slowing it down by a few months. It sounds, is, yeah. is your wife like, hey, listen, you don't exist. Mm-hmm. And this is putting a strain on me. I can see it. Yeah, I can see it. Um, they're very supportive, um, but I can see it. Yeah. How long have you been on this debt free journey? How long have you been intense about it, paying this down? Um, so I've been intense about working. Um, for about a year now, um, as far as trying to pay off debt for about four or five months. And as far as listening to you all, I've been listening for about six weeks now. I heard you on the, um, how to money podcast podcast, George. And Oh yeah. Those guys are awesome. Got obsessed after that. Yeah. Thank you. How about that? Great guys out of Atlanta. So here's the thing. If this is going to be another three months, I think we can stick it out. If this is going to be a year and it's going to extend it by a few months if we slow down, I'm okay with that. But the deal is have a goal and stick to it and just be in communication with your spouse, a constant communication. Hey, how are we doing this week? Do I need to take a shift off? Do you need a break? All that kind right. of stuff. But it sounds like okay. you'll be done with this regardless within the next six months. It's only 5K right. left. Six grand left. Um, so because I've heard you all say the gazelle intense um, until you get to baby step four. And so I was just thinking that's when you go from intense to intentional emergency fund, right? To get to intentional. The bigger thing is your, your full-time income needs to come up. If, if you're going to be the only income in the household. Right. And so long-term, I want you to have the margin to still invest 15% and put money away for those kiddos college and pay off the house early. All of those still need to be, goals you have what's the professional future look like what, what would you like to be doing daniel let's assuming we're just doing one job we're debt free we're in baby step four five right. six we're rocking and rolling what do you want to be doing so right now um i'm a resource navigator for a nonprofit that helps justice involved people um navigate the system uh to get benefits and things like this but i am i was told that uh, i should be getting a promotion soon um, for a uh, employment specialist, which would raise the income about seven thousand. Okay, but um, but what's your long term? Is that the world you want to be in? That nonprofit world and helping folks and get placed and all that? Is that your your ministry kind of focus? Uh, yeah, it's just from lived experience. Um, when I was twenty four, I actually went to prison. Um, so it's it does speak a lot to me for me to be able to to work in that field. It doesn't seem you. like. Yeah, it didn't seem like when I got out that I would be able to do anything other than work in kitchens, which was a long time of, of where I was at. Um, but now so you know that's not true. 
That's not true. So I had such imposter syndrome for so long. Yeah. Um, Here's the deal. I, I want to give you my Get Clear Career Assessment. My book, From Paycheck to Purpose, is my gift. Because I want you to dig a little deeper on that. I think you've proved to a lot of people, and I think you'll continue to prove. And you'll you'll have to, you know, you have a different standard because of your, ba- your past. But, which is right. unfortunate, I don't think that's deserved. Uh, but um, I, I want you to think about what it looks like to um, to grow your income over the next three to five years. Really grow okay. it and still do work that you love. Now, here's the deal. The, 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 the assessment, the book will help you that. But, George, I want to jump in real quick. We only got a minute here. We got 30 seconds with you, Daniel. I think there are levels of gazelle intensity, and I think when you've got a wife who's going, I don't think I can stretch this much longer on this kind of schedule and not see you, and it's just really hurting. I think gazelle is different for George than it is for me. Is that fair, George? That's fair. And I think we need to probably well, dial stages back. of life. Some people, when they're single, I'm like, go work 90 hours. Yeah. When you got kids and a yeah. wife, it's a different situation. Yeah. So I, I would probably, I, I'm going to say, don't try to hang on for three more months. Not the way it sounds. I'm not in I, any I'd way disagreeing with you. I would one of the jobs and I see too. where things are at and cut do the one. math of how, how is it going to slow yeah. our, okay, it's going to slow it down by two months. Yeah. I, I like that. So I think that's the move, Daniel. Yeah. Choose your family in this situation. You're not going to regret that. You can always go back and get the third job or whatever. But I'd pull back and let's breathe a little bit. You're crushing it. I don't have any doubts you guys are going to win big. So hang on the line. We'll get you those gifts. Appreciate you, Daniel. You're a good man. Now enjoy the play area of Chick-fil-A. I'm getting hungry. Yeah, He's a nugget or two. Hey, good show. Beats a rat. Yeah, beats a rat. I'll tell you that. George Campbell, great show. Well, thanks to the guys. Austin for filling in for James Childs. Thank you. And thank you, America. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey folks, Dave here. You want to hear even more life-changing content from Ramsey? Download the Ramsey Network app so you can catch all your favorite shows all in one place like the Ramsey Show, Smart Money Happy Hour, and the Dr. John Deloney Show. You'll get real talk about life, relationships, money, and your career. Plus, the app lets you browse by topic like debt, business, or selling your home. Get the content you want whenever and wherever you want to listen. Download the Ramsey Network app today.